Good morning. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Masechah's Kitten, Daf, Pei Dalet. And we're starting at the bottom of Pei Gimel Amad Beis, about 10 or 12 lines from the bottom where it says Omar Rava. And here we'll be speaking about a couple more cases of Gitten. The Gemara opens Pei Gimel Amad Beis toward the bottom, 10 lines from the bottom, Omar Rava. He says, this will be your divorce as long as you agree not to drink wine for the duration of my life. Ein Zechrisus, that's not considered a proper severance and the divorce is not valid. Kol Yemei however, if she's, if he says you're hereby divorced as long as you don't drink in the life of somebody else, so then that is considered Krisus. And Gemara is obviously bothered by that. Why is it that with a random person we would consider that to be reasonable? Um, so says the Gemara, how can that be? The same is true by the husband. What's the difference in the husband and the other person? It's such an odd, an odd split to say that if he says it in the life of the husband, then it's not Christos. But if it's, if she's not allowed to drink in the life of another person on the planet, there's no nafkamina. So the Gemara says, you're right. Uh, five lines from the bottom, six lines from the bottom at the first of the long lines. Ela'ima, it must be kol yimei of your life. That's ein zekrisis, but kol yimei or, oh, chayi ploni harei zekrisis. And that clarifies that case. Obviously, there's a difference between herself, where she makes a personal commitment to not do something, which is uh, which is an unreasonable commitment. But to say it in regards to anybody else's life is considered uh, a real get. Five lines from the bottom. Bamine Rava Mirav Nachman. Rava says from Nachman, Hayom i at ishti ulemachar at ishti. Today you're not my wife, and tomorrow you will be my wife. So we're going to be divorced for a day. So the Gemara says, under such circumstances, Mahu. And this question is both Tiboy the Rabbi Eliezer and Tiboy the Rabbanon. This is true both in regards to the sheet of Rabbi Eliezer that yesterday we spent a very long time analyzing, and as well the sheet of the Rabbanon. And let's dig into both possible. Uh, avenues for the question. The Gemara says, The only time Rabbi Eliezer says that the get is still a get, even with a condition that looms. For example, you're divorced except that you can't marry Chaim, as we were discussing. That's because uh, that's if well, some, once something is, a person is mutter to marry, they're mutter to marry forever. Perhaps that, that this case is different of only being divorced for one day. That's very odd. Or perhaps the rules that Rabbi Eliezer was concerned about would be the same over here. And Tibay the Rabbanan, they too, who were who were lenient to say that, uh, who were strict to say that when uh, the husband makes a condition that we're divorced as long as you're married to Chaim, the Chachamim said that doesn't work at all. Even by them, it should still be uh, a question in regards to being divorced for one day. Because Maybe over there in the case in the Mishnah that we were dealing with, where uh, a husband says you're divorced, but you're just not allowed to marry Chayim. Maybe over there, that's the low post legamre. There was never a full crisis because at the end of the day, the husband held a restriction over her in some way, shape, and form. But in our case, came into Pascha Pascha, since there was a divorce, granted it's only for one day, but at least it's a perfect severance. The husband didn't put any funny qualifications in there. So to that, the Gemara says these are both valid approaches. And Basar de Boya, after the question was asked from Rava to Rav Nachman, Hadar Pashta, he answered the question, that once, uh, once uh, it doesn't matter who it is, we are always going to have a case scenario that once there is a proper break, then it's considered a proper divorce. And there is no Machlokas Rabbi Eliezer and the Rabbanon in such a case. That brings us to a brisa at the top of Pedal and Aleph. Let's continue. Tana Rabbanon, Tenasi Leploni. He says, "I'm a, this is your get on condition that you specifically do marry a particular person. 
it's the opposite of our Mishnah where it says that you just can't marry a person. So the halacha is harezu lotina. Say you're not supposed to marry this person. Beim nises And if you marry, then you should not get divorced. So this is a little bit cryptic. The Gemara is going to give uh, two, uh, three answers, really two that belong to Rav Nachman and one that belongs to Rava. And uh, here are the two that belong to Rav Nachman. My Kamar, what pshat in this two and a half line brisa that if a man says hareza on the condition that you specifically marry Chaim, that you should not do it. But if you do, you should not get divorced. So Amar Rav Nachman, he says hachi Kamar. This is pshat in the brisa. Hareza loti lo. Really, you should not marry. If the, if Ruvain says I don't want you to marry Chaim, really you should not marry Chaim. Um, and why is that? Because we're concerned that Shema Yomru Neshehan. Because then it looks like the optics are not good, but that doesn't pass the smell test. Then it looks like you're giving your wife to someone, which is inappropriate. It doesn't sound right. So that's why it's not allowed. But And if, in fact, she married somebody else, not Chaim, she married David, she married Yaakov. So then she should not get divorced. So this is difficult because the Gemara says, You've taken your rabbinic concern and turned it into a, a very a much bigger concern. Your rabbinic concern is that there is some poor optics that it looks like you're giving your wife to someone, which is, of course, inappropriate. But over here, if that's true, you're then allowing Aishas Ish because the condition of the get was that she can only marry Chaim. But was that she should marry Chaim, but not to marry David or Yaakov. So if that's the case, then your concern is uh, pales in comparison to the problems that you just caused. Ela Amar Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says you're right, and really Hachi Kamar, really this is the right way to understand the Brisa at the top of the page. Again, the Brisa is on the second line where he says Areza Gitech on condition that you marry Chaim, and then it says that you should not marry this person, you shouldn't marry Chaim, but if you do, then Lotetse. Here's the second approach as to how to understand that Brisa. Areza Loti Nase Lo. It's the same as before, that ver the first half of the Brisa is still correct, that she, Rachel, should not marry um, should not marry Chaim because because of the optics, as we mentioned, that it doesn't look good that you're basically giving your wife to another person. And if in fact she does marry Chaim in violation of the rabbinic injunction, then um, that in those cases uh, you should not uh, you should not get divorced. You shouldn't marry Chaim because the optics are bad. But if she does marry Chaim, we're not going to force him to get divorced. It's not enough of a reason for them to actually uh, get divorced. So to this, the Gemara has a big problem as well. How can you say that uh, that she's allowed to do this? That's not correct. That you're saying that she really needs to be able to to fulfill her Amar uh, Rava. Excuse me, I skipped the line. Oh, sorry. So the Gemara says Amar Rava. Rava says back to Rav Nachman, if this is your approach, then you've left an implication. If what you're saying is, and in, in the beginning of the Brisa, that lo in regards to Chaim. That Rachel in regards to Chaim is Hudalotina say that she should not be marrying that person. So says the Gemara, if that's true, so then Tinase. It implies that if she's not allowed to marry Chaim, who is the condition of the divorce, then perhaps she is allowed to marry uh, somebody else. Perhaps she is allowed to marry Chaim or Yaakov. So to this, the Gemara says about that diuk, that's not possible. The diuk that you've left over, Rav Nachman, is an unreasonable diuk because then, then the get is not going to be fulfilled because there was a condition in the get that she should marry Chaim. And let's say that maybe she'll still fulfill her, her condition. She'll marry uh, David, she'll get divorced, and then later she'll marry Chaim. Maybe that's a possibility. 
Um, and then says the Gemara, that's how they'll fulfill their opinion. And really, there's another sheet of Rav Nachman that looks like this. Ulahach, similar to what happened to Pligasalei, the Rav Yehuda, that in a similar case, we see that Rav Nachman and Rav Yehuda argue, and Rav Nachman takes a similar approach. What is that case? The Itmar, we're a quarter of the way down on Pedal Raman Aleph. The Itmar, the Amorayim discussed the following case. Konem enai b'shena hayom imishan namachar. Not allowed to sleep today if I'm going to sleep tomorrow. Nothing that we should ever take upon ourselves. So Amr of Yehuda al Yishana, you should not sleep today. Shema Yishan Lamachar, you should not sleep today because it may be tomorrow. What does Rav Nachman say? Rav Nachman Amar Yishan Hayom ve'in Choshishin Shema Yishan Lamachar. You can sleep today. It's fine. We're not tomorrow is tomorrow. And by the way, this is very similar to what Rav Nachman was saying a couple of lines ago in our sugya, because in our sugya, Rav Nachman was, or it's really Rav was saying it on behalf of Rav Nachman. If you want to say, don't worry, the condition may or may not be fulfilled in the future. So this is a theme. We see that this is con- con- consistent with Rav Nachman. So to this, the Gemara says that doesn't work either. How can you compare the case that we started with? That's our case of uh, a husband who puts in a condition that you specifically have to marry Chaim. How does that compare to the case of a person who's Konem who makes a commitment to Neder about their sleep. And regards to sleep, you can control your behavior. You can decide not to sleep. How so? If you wanted Mavri's below nine. Every time you get tired, you could poke yourself with a needle and you'll wake up. No problem. You'll be fine. So that's a possibility. There you have control. But here, if she marries David as part of a go-between moment so that she can then marry Chaim and then the get will be Chal because the condition here on the get was to marry Chaim. So maybe you could marry someone in the in-between. So you can't control that. The husband is the one who has to give the get, not the woman. So if she marries David as an interim and says, don't worry, I'll fulfill my get later and I'll uh, I'll marry Chaim after, I, after I'm married to David. But uh, that's not possible. She has no control. So Rava rejects Rav Nachman, which is historically interesting because Rav Nachman was either a Rebbe or certainly the older generation. Rav Nachman was a third century Amora and Rava was a fourth century Amora. So it's still difficult to exactly understand how this dialogue happened. Was he a Rebbe? Was he not a Rebbe? Fine. Ela Amar Rava. Rava then gives a, a third and final explanation of our brisa. Again, we're looking at the brisa at the top of the page on the second line. The brisa reads: you're, you're only divorced if you marry Chaim. So the din is that we said that they should not get married because it's not appropriate. It looks like you're giving away uh, your wife to another person. And then it says, even if you do get married, you're not divorced. So now Rava is going to give his third, uh, the third explanation to this brisa. Just about halfway down, a little bit more than a third of the way down on page. No, she can't get married to anybody. She can't marry Chaim and she can't marry anybody else. Lo, lo tina, say to him, to Chaim, to the guy who is the condition that we're only divorced if you marry Chaim, she can't marry that guy because Shema Yorman is just because the optics don't look good, because it looks like you're giving your wife that Reuven, who was married to Rachel, is giving Rachel to, to Chaim. doesn't look right. And she can't marry anybody else either, says Rabbah. Why? Because the because the condition was to marry Chaim. So you're stuck. One is a Gzerah Derabanan and one is a Dindar Raisa. Gzerah Derabanan is you can't marry Chaim. And the Dindar Raisa is you're not divorced until you marry Chaim. So you're stuck. You're trapped in the twilight zone of not being able to marry and Ve'imni says, what did the Brisa mean at the top of the page when it says, and if you marry, so it says the Gemara, lo, lo, te, te, mishum, gzeira, de lo, mafkina. 
If she does, in fact, marry Chaim and breaks the rule, again, the rule was the smell test rule, that it doesn't look good, the optics are not good, that you're giving your, your wife to someone. But if she, if, if she, in fact, still married Chaim, if that's the case, they should not divorce because of a din because of a gzer And la'achar, if she's married to somebody else, she should definitely get divorced. Because you need to get divorced because you didn't fulfill your condition. So that's how Rava skins and, uh, and re-understands and puts the Mishnah back, the Brisa back together. And in fact, there's a Brisa like Rava, Tanya Kavasi the Rava, Arezo Loti when our Brisa at the top of the page says that she should not get married to this person, that's Lolo Velo Acher. She shouldn't marry either person. She shouldn't marry Chaim because of the Gzeira. And she shouldn't marry anybody else because that means she's not fulfilling her tonight. And uh, the Imnises, this is uh, right before the two dots, halfway down, a little bit more than halfway down, that in regards to the Chaim, that she married Chaim, even though she violated a rabbinic injunction, she should not get divorced. But if she got married to anybody else, then she should talk get divorced because she didn't fulfill her tonight. And therefore, we see that the Bryce at the top of the page, starting on the second line, follows the opinion of Rava in rejection of the two shitas of Rav Nachman. Let's say that the conditions of the get are completely unreasonable. The Gemara says, You're divorced only if you go up to the heavens. You only go to the depths of the earth. You're divorced. If you swallow a reed that's four amos long, if you bring me a reed that's a hundred amos long, that you should walk on water, that you should be able to walk over uh, the Amagadol, the Atlantic, whatever body of waters. Basically, all of these conditions are impossible. They're all physically impossible. So says the Gemara, no get. None of these are considered a get. They're, they're, they're unfulfillable conditions. It's a zero. It's not a get. This taka is a get because of the same exact reason. Because it's impossible, which means that your get is a joke. Your get is a, your, your, your condition, I should say, is a joke. So your get's fine. If you put a condition that in the get that says, uh, if you can fly in the air you know, on your own. That, so that's a machlokas tanem, but lemaisa the chacham the, the Yehuda ben Besera says, Yehuda ben Tema says, because again, your condition is so ridiculous that it doesn't even qualify as a condition. And then the brisa here adds in another layer. This is actually a tosefta, and the tosefta adds klal amar of Yehuda ben ben Tema, two thirds of the way down, a little bit more. Kol tnai she'iaf sharlo lekaimo besofo. If you put in a condition that's impossible to do, all you're doing is trying to be difficult to her, and therefore your get is kosher. You're just being annoying. You're being an annoying husband. So you say, I'm only giving you a get if you can fly. So it says, stop being a jerk. She's divorced. Your condition was a zero. Now, it's interesting that he had said, get, and he also added in the klal. And the Gemara is now going to analyze why is it that he used both of these languages? Why couldn't Rebbe just say, Kazeget. And also, why did he say Kazeget? Why didn't he just say get? It's an odd language. And then why did he add in a cloud? So, first of all, Amrav Nachman Amrav Halachak Rabbi Ben Tema, we paskin like him, that if a condition is ridiculous and impossible, that it's useless. And therefore, the condition is useless, but the get is totally kosher. And the useless condition doesn't ruin the get. Amrav Nachman Ritzak Masnisa Nami We have an implication like this in a, in a Mishnah as well. Dik Tanyu, the Brisa, the Mishnah writes. Is this a Mishnah? What is this? This is a Brisa in Masachas Baba Metzia. If you have a condition that is fulfillable, then to know Kaim. And if you fulfill it, then great. If it's impossible, if the condition that you put in is walking on water, floating in the air, going up to the heavens, whatever the case may be. So if it's Efshar, to know Shmamina, we therefore see that Rabbi Huda ben Tema is the one that we pass in life.
Now the Gemara takes it up a level, and this is an awesome question. We've been asking about conditions that are in a get that are impossible to fulfill. What about conditions in a get that are halachically impossible to fulfill? So the Gemara says, I'm giving you a get on condition that you eat basar chazer, that you eat pig. Now, on the one hand, you could put the pig in your mouth. It's usher, but you could do it. It's physically possible, even though halachically prohibited. At the same time, halacha should be like a brick wall. If the answer is no, then the answer is no. So how do we view a condition that's halachically not allowed? Do we look at it as physically possible, and therefore it's a condition that's functional? Or do we view it as halachically impossible, and therefore the condition is batel? So it says the Gemara Mahu Amar Abai, hi hi. Abai says, no, this is the same thing. It's a brick wall. If the halacha says you're not allowed to eat chazer, you're not allowed to eat chazer. Conversation short. Rav Amar, no, you got, that, this, that's not my problem. You have to decide what you want to do. So the husband says, So according to Rav, they're only divorced if they do the, if she actually eats chazer and takes the punishment. Because while physically it's possible, halachically it's impossible, Rav says because it's physically possible, that makes it a real condition. According to Abaye, where does he get his shita from? So when in the Brisa above, Rabbi Yudim and Tema added the klal, says the Gemara, klal that comes to include things that are granted physically possible, but they're halachically not allowed. Those are the same as the things that are physically impossible. And when, according to Lurava, he says, kazeh, when it says kazeh, like this, that's an, uh, a language of, in, uh, of exclusion. And that's the me'utib, sarchazir. That's coming to exclude sarchazir to say, no, that is something you can do. So it's physically possible, okay? It's halachically impossible. That's your problem. So decide if you want to eat the b'sar chazer. How badly do you want to get divorced? you want to break an iser, the rice, yes or no? But the condition is functional. Now the Gemara questions this machlok in Rabbah. And again, what we're looking at is, do we say that a physical impossibility as a condition in a get, is that the same as a halachic iser in a get? And let's use um, walking on water as one extreme. That's physically impossible and therefore irrelevant. Or do we say that halachically, because uh, let, now let's add in pig, but if you if the condition is to eat chazer because it's physically possible, but halachically impossible, how do we view that? Abaye says that uh, eating chazer as a condition of the tanai is no different than walking on water. Halacha makes, it, makes it halachically impossible, therefore it's physically impossible. Or no, like Rava, that you have to just choose what you want to do. Now the Gemara asks <clears throat> against one of these shitas. <clears throat> says the Gemara, This is your get if you sleep with person X. If she does in fact sleep with person X, then they're divorced. Or So uh, in the first case where they say you need to sleep with David in order for your get to count, so then the din is that it depends what she does. And in the second case of you're divorced uh, if you don't sleep with your father, with my father or your father. What case was omitted from this brisa? So the Gemara says, We don't have the case present over here on the condition that she does in fact sleep with her father or with her father-in-law. Why not? Because uh, we'll see in a moment. According to Abaye, the reason why that case was omitted is because, halachically speaking, it's not an option. So they didn't put in the case of Almanas that she does sleep with them, because according to Abaye, halacha is a brick wall. And if halacha says you're not allowed to do something, then you can't use it as a tanai in the get. And Rava Kasha, over here, according to Rava, according to his approach, that it's simply a choice to be made, and you can decide if you want to... Um, 
And you can decide if you want us to, to do that. Then according to Ab Rava, it should have been present in this Brisa, and it's not. So Amr Lach Rava, last of the short lines, four lines from the bottom, according to Rava, Amr Lach Rava, it's possible, says Rava, that uh, at least there's a physical possibility in regards to the Bsar Chazir. That's why I say, says Rava, that Bsar Chazir is considered a real possibility. And the condition is, if you choose to do it, it's Chal. And Ploni Nami, even in the case of Ploni, where the condition was, the first case in the Brisa, 10 lines from the bottom, that if you sleep with X, then you're divorced. If you sleep with Dabba, then you're divorced. There are two after the Meshach Mamona. She could convince him. She could pay him to sleep with him, to marry him even. Could be Mutter. No problem. That's not even an Isser. That's solvable. If the condition is that she needs to do X in order to get divorced, you can't say that X is to sleep with someone who won't be is, won't be willing to sleep with her by a random guy that she could, might want to marry or she can pay someone. So then they can sleep together, fine. Then she can fulfill the condition. But says the Gemara, we are two lines from that. Maybe she's willing to sleep with her father or will sleep with her, her father-in-law. Maybe. But who says that they are? Abba ve'avich mi avdi isura. So Rava wriggles out of this particular case. And therefore, how then does Rava look at the double language of Kazeget and Klal, the language that Rebuda ben Tema used above? Says he wanted Rava, when he says Klal, when he says the general rule, that inclusive language, that's Le Asuye Abba Ve'avich, to say that that's a Tnai of EF Sharlakaim. That's not possible, and therefore they'd be divorced. And Koze, when it says Koze, he uses that language, Lemi Uteb, Sarchazer, to say that case is not part of our Rebbe uh, Dementema because that's a real condition that can be fulfilled. There's a difference in what her, she's capable of doing. She's able to go buy a piece of bacon and eat it. She's not able to just say, I'm going to sleep with, with, with my father or my father-in-law. That's not possible. And Abaye, how would Abaye approach the Koze? And the cloud of review the Bentema, top of Pedal Amud Bays. We're going to go mostly toward the bottom, probably going to stop two thirds of the bottom, toward the bottom at the two dots. He says, He says the inclusive language of Klal is to include the case of Sarchazer, that it is not considered a good tonight. And says, In the case of Kazed, that's to exclude the case of sleeping with person X. Fine. The Brisa asks another question and says, I have another problem. That's one case of the same condition that we saw before. You're divorced if you eat pig. If she's not a, a Kohen, on the condition that you eat truma, even though she's not allowed to. In all of these cases, says the Brisa, this Brisa that we have on the top of Over here, we see that these things are completely usher, and we see that they're just up to you. You, if you do it, then you're okay. That's beautiful. That's a Rava Lishitaso. That's Bizarre Chazir. So then a, a Rava's got a got a beautiful Mari Makom that shows that even though these people are usher to consume these foods, if it's the condition of their get, only if they do that isser are they then divorced. So the Rava Nichal Rabbi Kasha. Amar Lachabai, no. Who says that, Bryce? We don't know who that is. And we know from the Bryce that we started with on the bottom of Pedal and the base, to 10 lines from the bottom, that it's a Machlokas Rebidu Ben Tema, a little bit higher than 10 lines from the bottom. Machlokas Rebidu Ben Tema, the Rabbanan. So perhaps, says the Gemara, Gemara, Hamani, who is this Rabbanan? Asks the Gemara, wait one second. All of these conditions, they're Masna al Mashikas of Batorah. You can't make a condition that requires me to break halacha, says the Gemara. But clay, maybe we should be concerned about the following. That when the husband says, when you're in the zero, all the things that are usher for them to do, it's a zero. You should not be able to do this. How can your tonight function at all? 
So says the Gemara, to know batel. When do we say that a person is is batel? That's when the husband is doing something wrong. Uh, and it's me about me being mavatel something. That's kigon So when a husband doesn't take care of his wife, he's the one who did it wrong. I can't make a condition that says, um, you know. Uh, this is my nether as long as I never sleep with my wife again. That's that, that, that that's psukim and chumash. That's masna masna mashikol. I'm being ma'akir the chiyuv of my own chiyuv. So it says the gemara valhacha ihi ka'akra. She's the one who's doing it. He made the condition. She's the one who's breaking the rules. He's not being ma'akir. She broke the condition. So it says the gemara maski floravina klum ka'akra ihi. She is absolutely not the one who started this. He is. What was his condition? Ella lekume letnai diday. She was just doing what he said, and therefore, Ishtakach, what do we see from here? The Ihu Ka'akar. It's really him. That's not a good argument. Ella says the Gemara, how do we get around the concern of Masna Mashakasu Batora? Lamara Ravina, third of the way down on Pedalam and Bays. Kiamina Masna Mashakasu Batora, it's no Bata. When is that Kigon Shirksus Vanasa? The Vadai Ka'akar. When it's definite that there's going to be an Akira. Avalhacha, Mika Amarla, Lo Sagya de Lo Achla. I made a condition. You don't want to eat the trafe? Don't get divorced. That's up to you. I'm not forcing your hand. Stay married to me. You want to be divorced? You got to go eat trade. That's but that's up to you now. That's totally up to you. And because she's being given an option, therefore it's not considered problematic. Lo techul, but lo tigarish. If you don't eat, you don't get divorced. All is fine and good. One more little sugya, and then we'll stop. Kate said, himena." That again, if a divorce is given, this is going back to our Mishnah from a couple of blot ago. If a if a document is given and there's a condition that says we're divorced, except that you can't marry Chaim, we'd seen that Rebbe Lazar said, "No problem that they're that they're divorced." Um, but the Chachamim said you're not divorced. So what did they do? They said you have to take the get back and then reissue it. So it says the Gemara, Mantana, who's the author of the, the Chachamim in our Mishnah, who opposes Rabbi Eliezer, says the Gemara, Merchizke, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar. The time of Shimon ben Elazar, Omer, Achit, Leno, Heimeno, Yachshir, Ben Elazar, Yomer, Lahigitech. Here's your get. No conditions. Clean, Christus Mamish. That's what the Chachamim hold against Rabbi Eliezer. And really, says the Gemara, the Chachamim in our Mishnah, who opposed Rabbi Eliezer, is Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, that's not true. That's not correct. Because that line, Afilu Tema, Reb Meir, it could even, a Rebbe, excuse me, it could be Rebbe. How? How is that? Because Rebbe said the following line, Dilchon, your person told me, Rashi, Rashi, 10, 12 lines down, a little bit more, 12 lines down, Dilchon Amar, your person, Rav Kahana, He called him the out, you're not a towner. He said to him, Dilchon, your guy, your guy, Rav Kahana, who came from Bavel Tehar Yisrael, that guy, Dilchon Amar, Shani Asso, Lifsol Bo, that in such a case in our Mishnah, that if there were to be a get like that, it would be enough to, to create a psul in the kahuna. That would even be according to Rebbe. We'll stop right here at Kisvu Besocho, wishing you all a beautiful day.